Good evening, people, and welcome to another episode of... Chasing Spirits Paranormal. Thank you. <laughs> Chasing Spirits Paranormal. First day on the job there, Henry? Yes, it is. Uh, my name is Henry. I'm here with Jeff, Paige, Walter, and we have a guest speaker with us tonight, my son, Ryan. I'm back. In all his glory. Yes, sir. And tonight he was our bartender. Took, gave me a break. I was. Um, in honor of me being here, tonight's cocktail is my personal favorite drink of choice, which is a classic pink cosmopolitan made by yours truly. Uh, very good. It's very good. And it is dull. It is good. It is good. I've been told several times that when I drink it, I smell like a lot of people's middle-aged mothers. <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> well, now that the holiday season is still upon us, it is still upon technically, us. until January 6th. Where were you on January 6th? The Epiphany. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the three wise men decided to leave. Well, shut up. Or, yeah, one of the other. Something. Yes, in honor of it still technically being the Christmas spirit, as I don't condone the taking down of Christmas decorations the second Christmas is over. I feel like, you know, Christmas has to slowly trickle out. We are continuing the Christmas discussions, and today's topic, which I will be the lead on, is the dark origins of my personal favorite Christmas tradition, the, the Nutcracker. nutcracker. One of my favorites, too. Woo! Very, very classic story. Classic ballet. Ballet. The music is awesome. I mean... So, so good. I've I've grown up seeing the Nutcracker at the New York City Ballet um, since God knows how long. I honestly attribute that to being one of the reasons why I like performing and what intrigued me into the world of theater and dance and whatever is because my grandma took me to see the Nutcracker like every year. So I'm, I'm this tradition. is a big part of my, it's a tradition. It's a big part of my life. And I remember um, when I was younger, I told my dad that I wanted to be in the Nutcracker. <laughs> um, and sure enough, during my last two years of high school, made it happen. You were the Nutcracker? I was. Twice. Wow. Which, which one were you? Which I, I was a party parent. I hadn't, I hadn't done ballet since years ago. So I wasn't, you know, doing... Any leaps or jumps uh, or spins. Oh, you are doing the hard stuff. No, no, no. No, they here's here's the thing with the nutcracker. And the ballet, they save all that hard crap for act two. Act one literally is where all the kids, you know, do their thing and all the parents who are like just there to support their kids can, you know, do the little one step and they're fine. Act two is where shit gets hard. Yeah. That is where you have girls sweating their tits off. And guys sweating their balls off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's... it's a lot of work. Ballet, if people don't realize how much work ballet is. Mm-hmm. That honestly in itself... Very athletic. Oh, absolutely. I like the Rat King. <laughs> Technically, he's the Mouse King. Okay. okay, Mouse King. He's got a long tail, though. Yes, we will... Get all into the discussion of 
whether yeah. he's the rat or the mouse king. So where should we start? Start at the beginning. Yeah, okay. The beginning's always a good place. So for those of you who don't know, the Nutcracker Ballet is actually based off of an original story, which is the Nutcracker and the Mouse King, written by German author E.T.A. Hoffman. So E.T.A. Hoffman um, actually is considered a um, pivotal part of the Gothic literature movement of the 1800s. He hmm. wrote a lot of very 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 dark stories um and i think the nutcracker is one of his if not his most popular story but second is definitely the sandman which also inspired another ballet um called coppelia um yeah but the sandman basically is all about this guy who is afraid that some man called the sandman is going to come and pluck out his eyes Ooh. yeah and everyone thinks he's crazy and it's it's an intense story, but yeah, the same guy who wrote the freaking Nutcracker wrote that amongst other really dark, 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 dark and shit. Didn't, uh, didn't Dumas do a version of the Nutcracker? He did. So E.T.A. Hoffman's story is a little, how should I say, um, eccentric. And so Alexander Dumas, who's um, also well known for writing um, the Three Musketeers, he rewrote and made an adaptation of E.T.A. Hoffman's version, and that is the version that the ballet is based off of. Because okay. um, there's there's a very big middle section of E.T.A. Hoffman's story that basically is just a whole backstory of how the Nutcracker came to be. Right. And the ballet just completely skips over that. Yeah, that whole middle section gets where it gets kind of... That's where it gets weird. Yeah. That That's, like, really... The parts before and after the middle section are almost exactly what the ballet tells. The middle part is where it gets weird. Yeah, so the, the middle part, it'd be kind of hard to do that in the ballet, I think. I was, I, was, I was telling my dad on the way over here, the middle part, I feel like you can't do without dialogue. Right. And obviously the point of ballet is to, is to dance. Right. And to watch all the pretty visuals, not hear people talk. Right. Um... But yeah, so basically, to give a general um, plot synopsis of the Nutcracker and why it's so much darker than, like, you know, the really pretty um, family-friendly ballets, basically, there are, um, there, there's a lot of dark things that happen in it. There's um, potential pedophilia. Yep. Um, there's a lot of, like, aristocratic, like, political issues. A child bride, potentially. A, a child bride, too, actually. Um, it's just it's just weird. So, you know what? Let's just crack this nut and get started. Get her done. Get her done. So, basically, the story of the Nutcracker opens up with um, these two siblings, Marie and Fritz. Um, one important note, in the ballet, her name is Clara, but in the book, her name is Marie. Very... Very random fact. Um, but yeah, so Marie and Fritz are two siblings, and they live in Nuremberg, Germany, in the 1800s. And it is Christmas Eve, and they are waiting for their godfather, Drosselmeyer, to come in. And he is this eccentric, scary um, toy maker who every year brings them a new Christmas toy. And so he comes in, and he brings in this elaborate castle mechanism thing you know that has soldiers dancers swans etc and the kids are like oh my god this is so cool 
but then they get bored of it because they're children. Um, and so Drosselmeyer is just like all petty and like whining. He's like, well, this isn't made for children. He's like, so screw so like screw y'all. Um, and then he gives Marie a nutcracker toy and she's like all obsessed with this nutcracker thing. And I remember I saw a joke um, that one of my friends told me that when little girls go to see the nutcracker, they suddenly become obsessed with like old man dolls. <laughs> and apparently this is where it started from. So yeah, so Marie gets her Nutcracker doll. She's She loves it. It's like her new favorite thing. And of course, her little dickhead brother, Fritz, has to ruin it. And so he takes it and breaks it. And she's, of course, pissed. And so their godfather, Drosselmeyer, says he'll go fix it. And so then shit gets weird. Um, so at night, the clock strikes 12. Oh, this, is, this, is, this takes place on Christmas Eve, by the way. The clock strikes 12, and so Marie goes downstairs, and she sees her godfather on top of the clock, and she's like, get down from there, you're scaring me. And so then he starts leading in a bunch of mice that start attacking her, and then in pops in the seven-headed mouse king, all oogie spooky. And so um, suddenly the Nutcracker and all of Marie and her brother's toys come to life, and they start battling with the Mouse King and his other mice. And so Marie then throws her slipper at the Mouse King and it temporarily stops the fight. But then she falls and breaks her head on the um, toy cabinet and like breaks her arm or like um, cuts her arm. And so then the next day her mom is pissed because she was like, you know, why the fuck were you playing? And like, with broken glass. Um, so then the next day, her godfather visits her with the fixed nutcracker. And this is where the, this is where the story gets really weird. So like the nut, so then, um, godfather Drosselmeyer starts telling Marie how the nutcracker came to be. And basically to make a very long winded story short, uncle Drosselmeyer worked for a king and this kingdom and this king and his wife had a little baby daughter named Princess Perlipat. And so um, the Mouse Queen was also someone who lived in the castle, but like she was a rodent. So they didn't really see her as like a queen queen. But anyway, she asked the queen of the kingdom if her and her mice could feed off of the fat of um, the castle sausages. And the queen was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, but then the mice wound up eating all of the sausages. And so the king was like really upset. And so he had Drosselmeyer make a bunch of mouse traps to catch the mice. And so they caught all of the mice except for the mouse queen and her seven headed son. And so the mouse queen is pissed because she's like, you know, why? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so then she puts a curse on the baby princess and basically turns her into a wooden nutcracker doll. And so the king is upset. He's like annoyed that his child is now this toy. So then he tells Drosselmeyer to find a solution to this. And so Drosselmeyer then consults a um, astrologist who predicts Princess Perlipat's horoscope and figures out a way to um, fix her. And so he is on a mission for like 15 years to go find this nut called the Krakatuk nut. 
and he's unsuccessful, he can't find it. So then he literally goes back to where he started and finds out that his cousin had the nut the whole time. So he is pissed. Everyone's pissed in this story for some reason. Like, everyone is mad. And, um, but the other thing about this nut was the only way to save the princess was it had to be, um, chomped on by a young man who has never shaved and has never worn boots. Because apparently back in the day, um, boots, when you, when a young man got his first pair of boots, he basically was an adult. So this was like signifying that like this was a child. Um, and so Drosselmeyer brings the nut and this kid to the castle and he has to do this elaborate thing to break the curse. So here's what he has to do. He has to chomp the nut, crack it, give it to the princess, then has to take seven steps backwards and not trip with his eyes closed. And so he does that. He gives the nut to the princess and she's restored back to her beautiful self. Um, you know, now she's like 15, 16 years old. So like they're, they're like around the same age. Um, she's not a baby anymore. Let me clarify that. And so when he does that, he trips over the mouse queen on his seventh step. And so the spell that was on the princess then transfers to him. And so then he becomes the nutcracker. And so the princess is all like, oh, I absolutely am not marrying that thing. Because originally um, the king promised that if Drosselmeyer's nephew broke the spell that he could marry the princess and so now that he was a nutcracker the princess didn't want to marry him anymore um so this is kind of where it gets a little murky because you don't know how far in the past this took place um so i'm not sure if when the um nephew became the nutcracker he just stopped aging but when princess pearly pat was under the same curse she did age so i'm just a little like curious as to the timeline of this happening because if that's the case when the nutcracker does eventually become human again is he still young or is he like now older which is weird anyway back to the present so yeah, because she liked older men right no well who's the one that liked the older man then no one likes the older man i said earlier that somebody liked the older man no okay no, no, because, um, like, in the end, Clara, not Clara, Marie falls in love with the um, Nutcracker and the nephew. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, I was making a joke that um, little girls, when they see the Nutcracker, oh, okay. become obsessed with, like, old man dolls, that being Nutcrackers. I gotcha, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so then when... Marie hears the story. She's like, well, Princess Pearly Pat was being a bitch. And um, so then the Mouse King comes back later that night and is threatening Marie that he's going to eat her nutcracker if um, she doesn't give him her Christmas candy. So she does. Um, but then he keeps on coming back and eats all of it. So then she has none left. And so then he threatens that he's going to like eat her family and everything. And so the Nutcracker decides, okay, this is enough. So the Nutcracker tells Marie that if she gives him a sword, he'll kill the Mouse King for her. And so she gets a sword from her brother from one of his toys, 
gives it to the Nutcracker, and the Nutcracker kills the Mouse King and comes back to Marie's room with the seven crowns of the seven-headed Mouse King. Um, and so now, you know, everyone's like, oh my god, yay! And so then the Nutcracker takes Marie to a closet. Uh-uh. And then they have to go through yeah, yeah. her father's coat to get to the land of sweets where the Nutcracker is the ruler of. And so they get there and then um, the spell breaks. No, the spell does not break. Um, and so they get to the land of sweets and like, you know, there's the gingerbread people, sea of lemonade, sugar plum fairies, all that crap. Um, Candyland. Candyland, basically, yeah. And so then Marie falls asleep and she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, was this real life? Was it a dream? And so then she starts telling her parents about everything that happened. And her parents basically tell her to shut up because um, they are so done with hearing about this fucking Nutcracker and, the, and Mouse King. And her godfather gaslights her the whole time and is pretending like he doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, just to be, like, mysterious. Like, this whole time, knowing that this Nutcracker is his nephew, pretends that what she's saying, like, is nonsense. And so she's getting really depressed. Like, she's thinking that she's insane because no one's believing her about what happened. So she goes to her Nutcracker and is, like, crying to this toy. And she's like, even though no one believes me, I would love you even if you looked like this. I would love you more than Princess Pearly Pat. And then suddenly she becomes unconscious. And of course. Of, of course. And so then when she wakes up, Uncle Drosselmeyer comes in with his nephew, um, who was the nutcracker, but because she said that she would love him if this is how he looked, the spell is broken. And so then he pulls her aside and like mind you, I think I, I have to say, I think they're both supposed to be children. I'm not sure, as I said previously, if he's supposed to still be a child or if he is a grown man. This is this part's left kind of vague. Um, he asks her to marry him. Now, mind you, whatever age he is, probably like 15, she is seven. She is a oh. seven-year-old girl. Right. Damn. So that's what the pedophilia comes in. This child is where the pedophilia Child yeah. bride. And so, literally, during this whole time, Marie was literally seven years old. And so this guy... Who's, like I said, probably 15. Because if he's, you know, marrying Princess Pearly Pack, who's also like 15, 16, you know, they're going to be around the same age. And so, um, he asks her to marry him and she accepts. And he says he's going to come back in one year and a day to take her to the land of sweets where she will become queen. And that's where the story ends. So she'll be an eight-year-old queen. She'll be an eight-year-old queen married to, like, a 16, 17-year-old guy. Right. Man, that's crazy. And it's that's just... Creepy. It's so weird. <laughs> it's just so strange. We call you Sugar Daddy. Yeah! No, literally Sugar Daddy. <laughs> really? I mean, hey, I've, I've never heard... Well, I mean, I've heard the Nutcracker, but, um, interesting. But, you know, it's funny, um... It's really a dark story. Yeah, it's... it's it really is. It's not it's, like it's depicted on, you know... On the, on the, on the stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on TV on stage. I mean... I think the reason... Sound, it kind of sounds like a second-rate... Like, let's see, hold on. How can I word this? Because we're on the air. What the heck? 
Hey, What's up, Ted Walter? We say weird. Yeah. We say stuff. Um, grandpa's. It kind of. It almost sounds like a uh, sex flick. Yeah. yeah. Into. I mean. Wow. Yeah, it is real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this poor girl is just getting gaslit the whole time. It's perverted, really. <laughs> and, like, no one believes now, her. How old, how old you said the, the, how old is this, the original story? It was written in 1890. It was written in 1816. Wow, they had some morbid minds back then, too, huh? Oh, cool. yeah. They, they were bad. They, they, they were twisted. Wow. Um, but, yeah, that, 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 that story was edited so much by Alexander Dumas to basically nix all of that creepy stuff. And that's why in the ballet, they really just 86 all the weird stuff and just kind of make the um, land of sweets more prominent and also make the Nutcracker the exact same age as, as, her, as, as Clara. her, as Clara. So that way she isn't suddenly in a relationship with like a teenage guy. Right. I'm surprised they haven't made a modern uh, day uh, movie about it with the actual uh, storyline. Yeah, you know, The Nutcracker is kind of a tricky thing that's been adapted for film a few times. Um, it's, they had to do a lot of adapting. It's a, it's a very... <laughs> not, 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 to, not to try and be funny, but... Well, this is a pun. It's a tough nut to crack, essentially. Uh -huh. Um... Because it's just the the original story in itself is weird, and then the ballet. You know, if you want to make a movie about that, how do you find that threshold that combines both the ballet and the story and the music, and somehow make it all work? And it's just it's tough. It's it's a really hard thing. Yeah, it's a hard story to make it work. Like I my growing up, my personal favorite version of the Nutcracker was this Canadian animated version that I had on DVD. I think it was called the Nutcracker Prince. And um, Phyllis Diller was the mouse king. Oh, gosh. Was the mouse queen. And she was the mouse queen. And so you have Phyllis Diller being the mouse queen. And it was so camp. It was so funny. I'm just like picturing, like picture a mouse with like, a cigarette. Right, and the long holder. Yeah, and the long holder. Yeah. Smoker's cough. Smoker's cough and the smoker's voice. Yeah. Um, Next week, sleeping beauty. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, like, man, that's like, that's dark. Yeah, I'm um, just. With this? In the 18th, I mean, wow. Yeah, no, I mean, con considering the material that they had to work with for the ballet, um, which also, let me, let me shine a little light on that. The ballet actually was panned when it originally opened, because um, it opened in like the late 1800s and was... Um, and had music by Tchaikovsky, who also did music for the Swan Lake Ballet and the Sleeping Beauty Ballet. And the Nutcracker was his last ballet that he wow. composed before he died. And the and music... Tchaikovsky was a dark person. He was. He was also gay, fun fact. <laughs> but he was a dark person. He was. He went through a heard, lot of saw, shit in his I life. Where I heard, I saw something on TV. It was a long time ago. They said, 
he was just a dark person, and that's how he he was he intruded himself mm-hmm. as a dark person. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, like he he sorry, had loved me. ones pass away. Just Mom, a... do something. No, but it like really affected him. Um, Jeez. But yeah, and so the ballet was originally panned because a lot of people didn't like how when the ballet first opened that um, children were in it. They didn't like that kids were like such a pivotal role of the show. They didn't like the choreography. They thought it was dumb. And really it wasn't until like contemporary times in the 1900s that the ballet actually became popular. And I think probably the most popular version um, is when George Balanchine um, made his own original choreography for the show, which is um, which has been done in the New York City Ballet, like other um, companies around the world um, have, adapted. have adapted it. But like, it's definitely become way more popular now than when it first opened up. Because I think, honestly, Tchaikovsky just really did a good job with Swan Lake and Sleeping Beauty that people had higher expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was just why it was panned so critically was because it just was competing against things that were darker, deeper, heavier. And then they just had kids in mice costumes. Right. Well, the Nutcracker has become a family ballet. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been so sanitized, which is fine. Like I personally, out of the original story and the ballet, I prefer the ballet just because that's what I grew up on. That's what I'm more familiar with. But I do also appreciate the story from where it came from. I have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, the music, the music is really good. And of course they always have the best ballet dancers to perform. And you know, that's something that you want to bring your families to. However, you know, if you knew the backstory of it, you'd be like, Ooh. Yeah, and I just, I don't think that there's been a successful film version of The Nutcracker. Disney uh-huh. tried it a few years ago in 2018, and it just did not work. I've never seen it. What, what, what didn't work with it? It was, it was called Nutcracker in the Four Realms, and I just, the plot was just not the book nor the ballet. It was something completely different. Oh. Uh, Disney. And it just didn't work, and people didn't like that they changed so much of it. They didn't like that. The plot itself that they did change it to was just kind of boring. Like, in this version, Clara is secretly the princess of a secret world, and the Sugar Plum Fairy is actually the antagonist. Oh, wow. And um, she's been lying and telling everyone that Mother Ginger, who's a very minor character in the ballet is the actual antagonist. And it was just, it was just a weird, not great movie. Um, huh. So yeah, it's, uh, that, as far as I know, is the latest they've tried adapting Nutcracker for the big screen. I just, I think it's destined to just stay on stage. Yeah. That's where it's going to make its money. Right. On stage. That's crazy. Before TVs, think about it. That's all they had was on stage performance. And I wonder how how far does ballet dancing date back? I mean, you know it dates back to the Wild West, and past that, I mean, it's one of my favorite TV shows. They do a ballet scene on there. I wonder how far back ballet goes. A long so, way, darling. Think of it. Was they done by dates men, back to almost originally. 300 to, to maybe 800 BC. 
Think about it. BC? I don't, I don't think it was BC. It was, I, I it's been around for a long time, but it's, I mean, um. Well, that's true because they, but it has to go, I mean. Look it up, Ryan. I guarantee you, I, I know it puts, it, it probably dates way back then. I would love to hear all the, there's some dark stuff and going back like that. But, uh, well, Disney likes to sugarcoat stuff. I, I think uh, Beauty and the Beast is kind of a fifteenth century. There you are, fifteenth yes, century. Yes, it wasn't done by men originally. All uh, men, no women. Because uh, women weren't allowed on the stage. For a long yeah, time. yeah. Because a long time so women were not allowed on the stage. That's pretty far back. Because too. a woman on the stage was she might as well be a hoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Women were not, uh, women on the stage were definitely frowned upon. But now we have them all the time. So all the men, a bunch of men went running around in drag on stage. And I'm here for it. <laughs> they were drag queens. So drag's been around a lot longer than we have. We just didn't call it drag. <laughs> Take that, political laws trying to ban drag. I guess it would be just considered cross-dressing. Yeah. It was a performance. They were, you would, men did women's roles. That's all of us do it. This is one rabbit hole I did not think we were going to go down. Well, Henry. Paige. You have an actor over here. I know. He's an actor. He enjoys drag. I do. I enjoy drag. Jeff enjoys drag. He likes Dragula as opposed to RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the dark drag. I used to drag race. I love dark drag. You like drag race? I'm, I'm, I'm drag racing. Uh-huh. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just learning what y'all talking about. I don't even know what the nutcracker is. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to look it up because I want to get the book now. <laughs> <laughs> My I'm favorite like, movie okay. as far as drag was uh, Birdcage. Oh, that's, that's a good, good one. one. That, that is with, a good one. I saw that, that movie. Was that was with, uh, he committed suicide. Robin Williams. Great yes. Actor. That was a, a, a big loss. Man, that man was, was so talented. I think we, I think we dealt sad. a little bit away from Nutcracker. No, it's going on tangent. Yeah, we get off the tangents are normal with this. <laughs> but we went from the, the stage, trash. which is Nutcracker. Yes, and yes. And talk about ballet, the mm -hmm. history of it, then men versus women, and mm -hmm. going into drag, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's a so wait, of what you're saying is, back in the day, if a woman got on stage and did ballet, like it was like. It was bad? Yeah, she was, was like, shunned? She was just like one step above being a prostitute, being a hoe. What? Can I tell you what just for getting up there and acting? Yes. Holy cow. Yeah, she was low life. She was one, trash. The one thing about the uh the battle between the um the mouse king and everybody, that seemed just like a bad acid trip that he came up with. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa. Well, how many hits you did? Three, I'm on. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was <laughs> just really hits. creepy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. That's a gentleman. Well, I forgot to mention, um, as far as I know from doing research, The Nutcracker and The Mouse King is a completely original story by E.T.A. Hoffman. So... So the Mouse King's a different story too? No, 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 oh, no. The Mouse King's story in the yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Like it's it, like the Mouse King is an original character. thought, yeah, yeah, character by this guy who wrote the story. Wow. So there's no like 
inspiration for the mouse. He's just existed from the story onwards. Acid trip. He probably yeah. was. <laughs> oh, or opium. Yeah. Or what do they drink? How did he come up with green? this? Absent. Wow, man. Absent. Or maybe opium. Well, it's fine. Might as well know. Yeah. Probably absent. See this green fairy. Mm-hmm. Green it definitely wasn't yeah. moonshine. Moonshine don't do that. So. Ryan didn't yeah, like Absinthe. Ryan didn't like Now, wait, y'all laugh because y'all talking about this silly stuff, you know, uh, you know, acid tripping. But back then, they didn't have acid, they had opium. Yes. People was like, don't believe it. And you could buy it on the corner. Your kids could buy it. Yep. And opium dens. So. Okay. No opium. And we still use opium. Nice little narcotic that puts you to sleep. Yeah, opium was, it dates back from, shoo, all the way back. But, um, oh, yeah. but I learned something. I learned something. The nutcracker. Okay. Well, that's. Walter, you usually learn something, don't you, with us? Yeah. It's, uh, wow. I always, you know, always see a little, you hear it's coming to Broadway and all that. And, didn't realize it was that it goes that dark back. I mean, yeah, we're gonna dark. have a lot more surprises with the uh, upcoming year. Walter's oh, yeah. learned about Krampus. He's learned about Frau per Frau Perchta and married the Mary Lou. He's married Krampus. Man, that that right there got me. Um, I'm still reading about that. That's some interesting stuff. Krampus is a he's. I like Krampus. I think it's cool. I want to go check out the parade. I didn't know that y'all didn't know they had a parade for Krampus. So I am planning it. Next one, I will be there. Next December. So oh, that's amazing. Can we go and have fun? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, man, that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, this is fun. You need to come back and uh, definitely... Well, Ryan has got a couple other stories up his sleeve that he will share with us while he's on his college break. Where do you live? I go to school in New York. New York? Oh, you hold a big town. New York City? Get a rope. Oh, God, I wish it was New York City. I go to school in Garden City, Long Island, and let me tell you, if you don't have a car there, you're fucked. Oh, man. You have a car? No. Oh, okay. Well, guys, we have more stuff coming from Ryan while he's on break. Yay, Ryan! He's good. We like having Ryan over because he takes uh, he takes care of the uh, bartending skill, bartending duty away from me for a while. Like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I give Paige the night off, and he always has a good angle on different uh, stories. Yeah. Well, well folks, my famous Cajun coffee, and it literally it is New Orleans blend coffee. I'm drinking. Got chicory. No, I can't get chicory out here, but I, it's a good Folgers Dark Rose. Ah. So. Well, Every folks. Once in a while, my cousin mails me some French Quarter uh, um, Cafe Dumont. You should be able to get that out here. You know that. Well, you can't get it. I'll find I'll it. Look, I will find it for you. Yes. You can't get the real stuff. Well, okay. That's like that's like going on the street trying to buy real stuff. Hey, man, look up. I'm okay. Gonna, Walter, hang loose. Hang tight, Walter. Yeah. We're saying goodnight right. to the podcast. Everybody. All right, folks, have a great night and a happy new year. And stay happy new year. And stay strange. Later. Bye.